0: Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Lively Stone Temple Experience, where we want you to experience the power of the true and living God. Welcome to the Lively Stone Temple Experience. We are one church in four locations. Please visit LivelyStoneTemple.org for additional information. But God stood by me. I want him to stand by me. Hallelujah. Ah, one of those. Let's read Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15 of the New Living Translation. And it reads, Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. Amen. This message was recorded on November the 21st, 2021. The Word of God is being brought forth by Elder Joseph Lee Taylor, Jr. Now let's follow along in our Bibles.
1: Gospel of John is one of my favorite Gospels. It's probably my favorite one because of the first three, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that are denoted as synoptic Gospels, synonyms. There are three Gospels telling the exact same story from Matthew's point of view and Mark's point of view and Luke's point of view. John seems to break the paradigm. Of the first three Gospels he includes a little extra in there that's not included in the first three Gospels John lets us know the purpose of why the Gospel of John was written he said "And these things were written that ye might believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God the sole purpose of the Gospel of John is to prove the deity of Jesus Christ That Jesus Christ came as a man, but he was more than a mere man. He was more than just regular old Jesus, Joseph's son, Joseph the carpenter's son. He was more than just Mary's son. He was more than a man that was just in Nazareth. But he was God manifested in the flesh. John chapter 1 and verse 1 declares, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word what? Was God. And you go down to verse 14 and it says, and the word did what became what flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. John is writing in a way that Matthew, Mark and Luke did not write. Certain parables that were mentioned in Matthew, Mark and Luke are left out when we come to John's gospel. You know, it's 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 so great to know what your purpose is. Well, you know what your purpose is in God. You don't try to mimic anyone else. You don't try to copy anyone else. John's goal was not to be like Mark. John's writing's purpose was not to be like Luke and John. It it wasn't even his desire to try to write a letter that was better than their letters. They weren't in competition with each other. John understood that God called him to write for a very specific purpose and he had to do it the way God said do it. As we analyze the book of John, we should ask, how does this sign or incident fit into the purpose of this gospel? There is a specific reason why God inspired John and recorded each sign and each incident. John did not write another historical account of Jesus like Matthew, Mark and Luke. He was interested more in the history than more. He was interested in more than history. Jesus was a unique character and John wanted to depict his complete identity. That's why you find things in here like Jesus saying in John 8 and 58, before Abraham was, I am. That's why you find him saying things like in John 10 and 30, I and my father are one. The appearance of John the Baptist seemingly from nowhere caused alarm and anxiety among the Jews. and inhabitants of Judea, each of the gospel writers gave him a considerable amount of space in their narratives. Everybody talks about John the Baptist. His attire and lifestyle were unique, but did not explain his presence nor purpose. His message, John's message was both demanding. John the Baptist's message was most both demanding and enlightening. First, he demanded repentance. How many of you know that in this day and age, repentance is still necessary? Jesus said in the Gospels, except ye repent, ye shall likewise perish. We need to remind people that in a day that is filled with sin and wickedness in the world, That God is still calling for people to repent and turn back unto him. God is still calling for people to walk away from their sins. God is still calling for the church to come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and I will receive you. God is still calling for a people with a heart's desire to be ye holy, for I am holy, saith the Lord. God is still calling for a people to lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset them. And God is still calling for a people to to, uh, to forsake wickedness, as Isaiah declares. Many questions were raised about John. People wanted to know what's going on. What's this strange man trying to tell us? Who is he? John's message was, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All four gospels answer these questions by citing Isaiah chapter 40. John was the voice crying in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord. If you ever want to see Jesus show up, start talking about repentance. If you ever want to see Jesus show up in your house, have a repentant heart. Our message, our Sunday school message this morning was what? A clean heart. As David cried out to Psalm 51, created me a clean heart, O God, and renew the right spirit within me. Now to declare that there is a right spirit that needs to be in you implies that there's a wrong spirit that can be within you as well. And we must always cry out to God that he renews the right spirit within us. And one way to make sure the right spirit is renewed in us, Paul alludes to this in Romans, the 12th chapter. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind. God's going to use the word to renew the right spirit that needs to be within you. John used this incident because Isaiah foretold that the one coming after him, John Baptist, the Baptist would introduce Israel's God. Yeah, John was talking about more than a mere man that was coming. Isaiah said that when God comes, the blind eyes will be open. Isaiah said that when God comes, the lame shall leap out in heart. Isaiah said that when God comes, the deaf ears will be unstopped and that the dumb will begin to speak. That's what's going to happen when who comes? When God comes. And when Jesus shows up on the scene, we see blind eyes being open. When Jesus shows up on the scene, we see deaf ears being unstopped. When Jesus shows up on the scene, we see the lame leaping as a heart. And when Jesus shows up on the scene, we see the dumb begin to speak. That must mean that God has come. Hallelujah. Proving once again that Jesus is the only true and living God. Paul would say it this way, that in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And one day Paul would be writing and talking to Timothy one day and said, let me tell you, there's a mystery that I want you to know about. And without controversy, great is that mystery. It is the mystery of godliness that God was what? Manifested in the flesh. And he was manifested in the flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. John begins now to introduce Jesus. He's baptizing in the River Jordan. John sees him coming and says, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. How many of you know that's what Jesus came to do? He came to take away our sins. The Bible declares in the book of Hebrews, That in the Old Testament system, in the law, that there were the priests there that were daily offering sacrifices in the temple every single day, all day. But these sacrifices could not, what? Take away sin. But yet when Jesus comes on the scene, John declares, behold, the Lamb of God that, what? Taketh away the sins of the world. Saints of God, Jesus did not come to cover your sin. Jesus did not come to make your sin comfortable. Jesus did not come to make you feel good about your sin, but he came to take away your sin. He came to take away the one thing that was going to send you to hell. He came to take away the one thing that was making you miserable. Do you know that the depression that you felt in your life is because of sin? All the sickness that we deal with in our bodies are because of sin. All the heartache and the hurt and the pain that we've experienced in our lives and in our bodies is because of nothing but the anti-God monstrosity that we know to be sin. Bible hath declared that that God is not so far off that he cannot be reached, but it is your iniquity, it is your sin that has separated you and your God. And so John lets us know that Jesus comes to remove the one thing that's gonna separate us from God, and that is sin. And how many of you wanna be close to God? Hallelujah. How many of you wanna be close to Jesus? He said, if you draw nigh unto me, I'll draw nigh unto you. But something was standing in the way that was preventing us from drawing nigh unto God. And that is that dirty, nasty, stinking, no good thing that we call sin. Hallelujah. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world, and the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. John let us know that Jesus' ministry was twofold. He's going to take away sin, and he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. John said, there's one coming after me that's mightier than I, and whose shoes I'm not even worthy to undo. I'm not even unworthy to unloose the latchet of his shoes. But when he comes... He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Anybody thank God for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Anybody thank God for the tongue-talking Holy Ghost that came with fire, that burned up the sin that was in your mind and in your heart and called you back onto a place where God can use you. And now you are fit, meet for the master's use. The twofold work of Jesus Christ was introduced by John the Baptist, And Jesus let John know that, ah, you got to baptize me, John. John says, "I, I, I shouldn't do this, Jesus. He said, for I have need to be baptized of you. Jesus said, John, suffer it to be so, for it behooves us to fulfill all righteousness. And John says to him, he says here in the Bible, he says to Jesus, Jesus, look, as there comes a man after me who's preferred before me, And for he was before me. And so my question here is, how is it that John, who was born before Jesus, declares that Jesus was before him? It is simply because Jesus had a dual nature. He was totally God and totally a man. Jesus had a mother's side and a father's side. On his mother's side, Jesus said, I thirst. But on his father's side, he is the living water. On his mother's side, Jesus ate, but on his father's side, he is that bread that came down from heaven. On his mother's side, Jesus said, Jesus rested in the bottom of a ship, but on his father's side, he that keepeth Israel neither sleepeth nor slumber. On his mother's side, Jesus was on the cross suffering, but on his father's side, he could not suffer. So he had to come down in the flesh and take on a body so that he might suffer for our sins. No wonder he declared that before Abraham was, I am. Somebody clap your hands in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as we move on here, John is beginning to talk about this great Jesus that has come on the scene. We read other places in the gospel where Jesus declared that the son of man, Came to seek and to save those that were lost. How many of you know that if you're not saved, you're lost? How many of you know that if you're not found, you're lost? How many of you know that if you're walking in darkness, you are lost? How many of you know, if you have not repented of your sins, you are lost? How many of you know that if you have not been baptized in water in Jesus' name, having your sins washed away, you are lost? And how many of you know if you do not have the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside of you, you are lost? For Romans chapter 8 and verse 9 declare that if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. But there's good news for you that Jesus Christ came to find folk just like you if you're in here or you're watching at home, I've come to let you know that you won't be lost for long because Jesus came to seek and to save those that were lost. I was lost in my sins one day. I was lost in that thing that separated me from God. I was down in the muck and the mire. I was down in the pit of my despair, but Jesus reached, down into that pit I'm so glad that I serve a God that will come to meet me where I am and when he comes to find me he doesn't come to find me all together he comes to put me back together again hallelujah How many of you know that we serve a God that's willing to put the broken pieces of your heart back together again? He declared in the gospel, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel and to bind up the brokenhearted maybe you've been lost and brokenheartedness but you ain't so lost that God can't find you maybe you've been lost in despair and depression but you ain't so lost that God can cannot find you i'm so glad that the bible calls him light and he is the light that shined in the darkness and the darkness could not comprehend it how many of you know that in your darkness jesus will step in that thing and shine like nothing has ever shined in your life before i'm so glad that i can open up my mouth and say shine on jesus Oh Lord, when I'm scared, shine on Jesus. When I'm crying, shine on Jesus. When I'm hurt, shine on Jesus. I need you to shine on. The devil is trying to get me lost in darkness, but God is going to shine in my life and and so glad about the thing that one day when he shined in my heart, he made me shine so bright that he said, let me tell you something about you, Taylor. I'm putting you in a place well you're gonna shine so bright that you're gonna be a city that sets on a hill that cannot be hid i see you down there in darkness i see you where you are but jesus is coming to deliver us from the kingdom of darkness and translate us out of the kingdom of darkness and brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light come on put your hands together in here and shout hallelujah hallelujah Ah, Jesus comes on the scene and he says there's a people down there that's gone crazy and they ain't gonna make it without me they need help and they need strength because you've got the will to please God but the way to do it is not in you because from the moment that Adam thrusted all of us into sin Romans 5 and 12 declares for by one man were we all thrown into sin and sin passed on us always Therefore, we all have sinned. And Paul came to the conclusion in Romans 3 and 23 that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God but Jesus comes along and institutes his grace into our lives and his mercy. How many of you know that but for the grace of God and but for the mercy of God you would have died in your sin a long time ago and even if you, let me tell you something can I make it real plain to come down your street when you were doing things that you had no business doing it was the grace of God that kept you alive. That car accident that should have took you out, it was the grace of God that that came in and told the deaf angel, back up! This ain't time for her to get up out of here. For the time, every time you thought that you'd be homeless, it was the grace of God that kept you alive when you didn't know where your next meal was coming from. And all of a sudden, God made a way for you to eat, made a way for you to sleep. That wasn't by your own doing. That wasn't by your own strength. But somebody shout, grace! Yes, it was the grace of God that came and met you where you were. He put a new song in your heart and gave you a heart of his praise. Can you testify that even when you were in sin, you look back and have no idea how you made it out of that alive. Everybody around you died doing it, but God left you alive. Everybody else was doing it and they went to jail, but God kept you free. I want to let you know that that ain't nothing but the grace of God. His grace came along and brought you to a place where he says if I can get this boy or this girl to hear an anointed preacher that can talk to them about who I am because how can they hear that they are lost without a preacher it is the preacher's job to make you aware of the condition that you are in I don't care how good you are if you ain't saved you just ain't saved I don't care how nice you are if you ain't saved you just ain't saved if you're lost you're just lost but the preacher comes along long to say that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I come that you might have life, and that more abundantly. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I've come to let you know that sin condemns, but I've also come to let you know that there's hope for you. I don't just preach condemnation, I preach transformation. I've come to let you know that no matter how dirty you are, there's clean blood for you. No matter how nasty you are, there's clean blood for you. No matter how lost you are, there's good blood for you. The blood that he shed on Calvary is good enough to save you. It's good enough to clean you. Oh God, come let us reason together. Though your sin be as scarlet. I shall wash them white as wool. Hallelujah, God's getting ready to wash you whiter than snow. Somebody shall clean me up, Jesus. Yeah, he's looking for you. He knows that the dirt hurts you he knows that the dirt bothers you he knows you want to please him he knows you've got a heart to love him and he says I hear you crying I hear the cry of my people it's come up before my ears and I'm getting ready to come look for you over 2,000 years ago he came in the flesh to look for you hallelujah and then not only did he look for you hallelujah but he saw you when he came How I many? you know that his eyes ain't heavy he can see you wherever you are the Bible lets me know that to whither shall I flee from thy presence if I, take, if I make my bed in hell God just see me right there if I take the wings of the morning and fly into the heavenlies God just see me right there and I wouldn't serve a God that couldn't see me cause I find myself in some tight spots and I need the all powerful almighty God to see me how many of you know that you need God to see you sometimes? Because there are some things that you go through that you don't even want to tell nobody about. You just want God to step in. You cry and lean on the podium. God, please see me, Jesus. And all the while the Lord saying, baby, I see you and I'm coming. For he that shall come will come and he will not tarry. Hallelujah in hell. And so we found out here. That he came and he was looking for somebody to save. Hallelujah. And so John says that after he baptized him, he went forth into a city called Galilee. The day following, Jesus went forth into Galilee and look at this find it Philip didn't I tell you he was looking for somebody are you going to be in a position where he can find you ah somebody say stay in position hallelujah God put you there because he wants to find you there and you know why a lot of us don't get blessed the way we want to be blessed and the way God has intended for us to be blessed you move too much you don't know how to wait on the Lord you got him patient. You're running around all over the place trying to fix it. When God said, why are you trying to figure it out? I've already worked it out. Hallelujah. Sometimes you got to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. God said, remember on the day of Pentecost he told them, go to Jerusalem and tarry there and wait there until you be given power from on high. The power wasn't going nowhere but where God told them to be and if you stay where God told you he'll bless you the problem is we think that we can fix it in our own efforts the problem is that we think our finances can do it let me tell you something your finances can't do it your intellect can't do it your mama can't do it this one's on God and Jesus said I'm putting you in this position now because when you come out of this one I don't want you to give nobody the glory but me I found you where I found you so you can have a testimony about how good I am. For Isaiah 42 and 8 declared, I am the Lord and that is my name and my glory will I not give to another. God ain't gonna let you get the glory out of this one. I'm sorry. He said when you you come out of this one, you'll throw your hands up and say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, the enemy would have swallowed me up. I heard Paul say the only reason he painted is notwithstanding God stood by me hallelujah I would have died but God stood by me I would have lost my mind but God stood by me I would have been scared but God stood by me I want him to stand by me hallelujah oh, one of those songwriters back in the day got real anointed and wrote a song that said stand by me I, I know I, I sing that same song only to Jesus. Lord, wherever you walk, I'll go. Lord, wherever you tell me to stand, I'll stand. Lord, whatever you tell me to say, i say. I am your vessel, Lord, and I'm glad that you found me. And so... Philip went and he found Nathaniel, and said unto him we have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did right Jesus of Nazareth isn't it interesting here though they're saying that they found him can I correct their theology no you didn't find Jesus he found you the Bible says he came to seek and to save them that are lost the only reason you ran into him is because he was looking for you he came down your road and found you and I'm so glad that God ain't scared of where I am hallelujah if he's got to come to the club to find you he'll find you if he's got to come to the crack house to find you he'll find you if he's got to come and find you passed out in a ditch just to get to you, God will get you God ain't scared of the church world has us afraid that God is scared to come in my mess and get me let me tell you something God came in messy flesh just so that he could come and get me out and redeem me. And now let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. Nathaniel came and said unto him can anything good come out of Nazareth look at how we think about people can I let you know something wherever God says you will be you will be I don't care how folk look at you I don't care how they look at me let them say what they want to say about you if God called you ain't no devil in hell can stop you from being who God has called you to be somebody touch yourself and say God called me. here. I'm sitting in this seat because God called me. I'm alive because God called me. I'm saved because God called me. I can cast out devils because God called me. I can lay hands on the sick and they recover because God called me. I'm taking authority in my home again because God called me. My children will be saved because God called me. My backsliding family is coming back because God called me. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, praise the name of our God. Thank you, Jesus Christ, Lord. I praise you. He is that kind of God that will call you. Uh, y'all know my my favorite text, Amos chapter seven. Amos, the prophet said, "I wasn't a prophet, neither was I the son of the prophets, but I was a herdsman and a gatherer of the sycamore fruit." He said, "But then the Lord took me." Hallelujah! Is that anybody's? testimony in here. you are minding your business and then the Lord took you, hallelujah and the Lord when he takes you, he's going to put you where he wants you but you've got to trust the process you've got to trust that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, you've got to trust that even when you don't know where he's taking you, that he's taking you somewhere you've got to trust that even when he tells your friends, back up from her now leave him alone now, he's with me now I need him to go through this valley with nobody but me you've got to trust that God has your best interest at heart I'll cry your last tear God is with you don't you allow yourself to be miserable God is with you and you've got to trust him yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for thou art with me that's the kind of God that we serve. He called you out of some mess. And so Jesus saw Nathaniel coming and said unto him, behold, an Israelite, indeed, in whom is no God. Nathaniel said unto him, which thou knowest me? How do you know me, God? How many of you know that Jesus has always been God? He's always been omniscient. He's always been omnipotent. And he's always been omnipotent present there's nothing that he does not know as a matter of fact he's been before the world I, I love the way Bishop Bonner used to say it he said long ere the echoes walked the corridors of the solitudes or the zigzag lightness played their games across the universe Jesus was there before there was a win and a where, Jesus was there before there was a then and a there Jesus was there before the sons of God became to present themselves in glory Jesus Jesus has always been there. And he's known you. Nathaniel, he knew who you were. And Jesus said, Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philips called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee hallelujah somebody say he saw me hallelujah i'm so glad to know that wherever jesus was looking for me when i wasn't even looking for him Zimmerman, he was calling me when i wasn't even calling him and i'm so glad to know that this is the day that the lord has made and i will rejoice and be glad in it why am i going to be glad because god called me when he did not have have to call me because God knew my name when I thought that I was not even on his mind. God reached down through 42 generations and said I want to save that boy. I want to save that girl. He called me out of my sins. He called me out of depression. He called me out of my hurt. He called me out of lying. He called me out of fornication. He call me to an altar of repentance and open up my heart and pour on the Holy Ghost down on the inside of me Uh, and so now uh, they want to know why you preach so hard tell them because God called me they want to know why you keep on going to church uh, because God called me they want to know why you keep on fasting it's because God called me they want to know how do you keep on smiling when everything's going down around you how do you still have strength in the middle of a pandemic when you lost your job when you lost your car when you lost your home and your friends have turned their backs on you i've come to let the world know that i don't do what i do for friends i don't do what i do for money i don't do what i do for finances but god called me and that's why i still stand i've got to answer the call touch yourself and say answer the call answer the call did you hear him when he called you maybe he called you on your job but answer don't let another day go by that you don't answer the call he called me and I'm glad he called me and I'm saved I answered and he healed me I answered and he saved me I answered and he helped me I answered and he protected me I answered and he kept me. I answered and he loved me. I answered. He's been right there. It's time to answer the call. He called me. He sought me. He called me. He sought me. He found me. And he called me. He sought me. He found me. And he called me. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I know, I feel it, that God's calling somebody right now. He's calling you to a fast. He's calling you to a consecration. He told you last week to get out the bed and pray. Why didn't you do it? He told you, I need my protection to be there. If you want my blood to cover you, you got to get up and answer the prayer get up out the bed answer the door he said behold I stand at the door and knock and if any man answers I'll come in and sup with him let the man on in he's knocking at the door let the man on in he wants to sup with you he wants to feed you wants to heal you. He wants to keep you. I studied and I found out what the Bible says he'll sup with you. What that means is that God will come in himself break the food apart and put it in your mouth for you. He said I'm not even requiring that you put the food in your own mouth. If you let me in I'll feed you. If you let me in I'll protect you. If you let me in I'll keep you. Let the man on in. What you doing? You want to know why? Your home is falling apart. Let the man in. You want to know why? You ain't got that promotion. Let the man on in. You want to know why? You're still afraid. It's time to let him on in. It's time to let him on in. Don't you hear him calling? Knock, knock, knock. Come on in. Knock, knock, knock. Come on in. This is the last time. I won't answer. Lord. I ignored you last time Lord I ignored you but Lord I went astray I went my own way Lord have mercy I forgot what your voice sounded like I forgot what it felt like to feel you wake me up in the middle of the night I forgot what it felt like to hear your voice but if you call me one more time just give me one more chance Lord I'll come on back. I'll answer. I'll answer. I'm glad he sought me. He found me and he called me. He sought me. He found me and he called me. Can you say yes? Can you say yes? Can you say yes? Say yes! Yes, Lord. He's calling you. When you're going to answer? Put down the remote and answer. Turn your plate over and answer. Turn your plate over and answer. Get out that bed and answer the call. So say yes. So say yes. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, God. He's, uh, oh, oh. The Lord said, He's calling. Where are, Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? He's calling you right now. Where are you? Hallelujah. It's time to unstop those ears to get the wax out. It's time to get back in that book one more time. Yeah, the Lord spoke a thousand times, and you missed it because you wasn't praying like you should because you were out of position. Uh, but I'm praying, I'ma I'm preach you back into position this morning. I'ma preach you back to where you belong in the name of Jesus. Uh, right now, God, in the name of Jesus, uh, I speak an anointing over these people. These, your people, that'll put them back right where you want them. The devil has tricked us out of our position and gone but it's time to get back and it's time to answer the call can i tell you how peter answered the bible lets us know that jesus called peter and said come with me and i'll make you fishers of men and peter the bible says immediately straightway he left his job and he began to follow jesus and let me tell you how that worked out for Forum. On the day of Pentecost, Peter preached his first sermon, and over 2,000 people were saved on that day. Will you answer? Will you answer? Will you answer? Yes, Lord. Uh, it's a time, it's time to answer. You're miserable you haven't answered. You're crying. said Lord, I need help. He said I spoke last week you didn't answer. I called you last week you didn't answer. That wasn't your wife that woke you up at three o'clock in the morning that was me telling you to get up and talk to me. I am guilty. hearing him and doing the opposite of what he told me anybody paying the consequences for stuff like that hurts don't it hurts don't it all we had to do was answer if you answer he'll give you instructions he told Abraham in Genesis he said Abraham get me from among your family your kindred and go to a place that I will show you watch this He didn't tell him, go to ABC. He said, just get up and go, and I'll show you later. But right now, I just need you to what? Answer. Abraham got up and followed him. (sighs) What if? What if? You are one answered call away from being delivered.
0: Amen and amen. We hope that you have received something valuable from this message. We want to thank you so much for your time and support. God loves you and so do we. We hope that you have a fantastic and blessed week. Thank you. Amen.